Welcome to the Creative Finance Playbook, where we'll show you how to buy property without banks or credit using creative finance strategies. Join your hosts, Jen and Joe Delafave, as we embark on a thrilling journey to financial freedom through real estate. With our expert advice and insider tips, you'll learn how to build wealth and achieve your dreams. So tune in and get ready to take control of your financial future. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to a, another Tuesday Live. We've got some cool stuff going on today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Steve Crawford. And Steve, why don't you say hi and introduce yourself and uh, tell some of the folks why they are checking in. Where, Who are you and where are you from? Yeah, okay. Um, my name is Steve Crawford. I live in Yuma, Arizona. That's down in the southwest corner of Arizona uh, on the border of California and Mexico. It's a, um, you know, it's it's not a big city. It's only about a hundred plus thousand people. So it's not, hu not a huge place. Um, and I am a real estate investor. I am mostly interested in doing wholesale and creative finance. That is awesome. Um, so we connected a few years ago through social media. Jen and myself are doing some creative finance and we were attached to you because you were talking about that stuff like early, like before it became like the new buzzword over like the last six months to a year. Right. Um, so when did you get started in creative finance altogether? Uh, about three years ago. So, um, I worked at he, Yuma is real big with agriculture. So what I was doing before was I worked in agriculture. I always wanted to be a crop duster. I wanted to fly airplanes and spray fields with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, poison essentially for bugs, you know? So like, uh, I worked on the, on the ground at a crop dusting firm. And uh, I was working on getting my pilot's license and uh, getting the hours and experience I needed to start working in a plane. And I ended up uh, getting passed up for that position for uh, another guy that they hired from out of town. And that upset me. So I started searching on the internet for uh, like, you know, what people do for money. Uh, <laughs> So I didn't make a lot of money working on the ground. So I was I was scouring the internet. I you know Google, I essentially Googled you know how to get rich, and that's led me to um, you know most people that are wealthy are involved in one way or another. Regardless, uh, they're involved with real estate. So I said, okay, well, how do you you know what do you got to do to get involved in real estate, and what do you got to do to get involved in real estate with no money? And that kind of led me down the road to, you know, learning a little bit about like the Burr method and how people were using, you know, those methods to, to get houses. And uh, also, uh, I, in reading a book about the Burr method, I discovered there if there was a thing called wholesaling and I, you know, Googled, you know, how to get into real estate with no money and started, look, you know, looking at pieces on that were on the internet at the time. It wasn't as clear of a picture. 
of you know what what was what and then i finally found a podcast uh that was steve train he had he has a podcast and that podcast he had guests you know that would all discuss like their entire business which was amazing and he would also discuss his business uh, his wholesale business and one of those guests was um eventually you know after getting through several of them and trying to figure out what to do and making attempts and actually i did a wholesale deal where I didn't make any money at all, which I can go into, <laughs> but I actually did my first wholesale deal without making a penny. But um, uh, after, you know, just trying to figure it out on YouTube University, I came across a podcast uh, he, uh, Steve Train did with a guy named Pace Morby, which he's pretty famous now, but at the time he was just a guy in Phoenix that was, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park using creative finance. And I and I always struggled with like the idea of people selling their houses at big discounts because I just couldn't put. I did. I made the the mistake of putting myself in the seller's shoes, which is always a mistake. Sells uh, sells one on one thing, um, and I could never figure that out. So, but when I heard uh, Pace describe being able to pay full price for homes. And using creative finance, I knew that's what I needed to learn to do. And um, I spent a lot of time trying to track him down because he didn't have a mentorship at the time. So I drove up to Phoenix to try and catch him. I didn't, I missed him, but I ended up uh, hanging out with Steve Trang because they used to jog together at 5 a.m. So I drove up there. I left Yuma at like 2 a.m. to go and try and meet these guys. And that was the day that Pace happened to not show up. So I ended up jogging with Steve Trang and discussing with him. But eventually, like he, Pace ended up opening up a um, a mentorship, and I was one of the uh, early on people that got in. That was, you know, there was only like thirty people when I joined. So that is kind of like how I got involved with uh, creative finance, and that's who I learned all that early stuff from was Pace Morby. My gosh, what a freaking cool story that is. I mean, get up at two in the morning, go drive hours and hours away to hopefully bump into two guys jogging, right? To try <laughs> to put to put your real estate thing on the map. Like, I think of all the people who've reached out to me and nobody's tried to catch me like- Well, you need to go time. jogging at 5 a.m., babe. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So, and even to this day, I'd love to go on a jog with Steve Train. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, well, you know what? At the time- they were putting out that anybody who wanted to show up could show up. And when I hmm. contacted uh, Steve about it and said, all right, I'll be there tomorrow morning. And he, um, he said, he told me that nobody had ever shown up, that these guys were giving out free information. That's why I went up there to ask them what they thought I should do to start. Cause I didn't know. And they, they, he said, nobody had ever shown up. So I was like, I was amazed by that, you know, like the, in, not even people that live in Phoenix. So think about this. You want the extra mile where most people right. don't even go the first mile. Yeah. And I think that's like key, you know, like that if you want to get something done, you have to, you have to put in that work. You have to get it and it'll, and then it'll happen. So you had, obviously, if it woke you up at two o'clock in the morning and made you drive halfway across Arizona, you probably had a, a burning desire to be doing this, right? Right. Yeah. I, I think it was just, you know, a lot of anger at, at, uh, at having a dream about being a, a pilot and that 
kind of fizzling in my opinion you know i'm not young so i'm I was working on some at what I considered to be, you know, like a last ditch effort to to make something of my life and it didn't work out. So I, I guess I felt like a, some sort of, um, I don't want to say desperation, but like inspiration, maybe a better word to, to get it figured out. Well, we all have our why. Yeah. We all have those, those things that inspire us. Some things, that, like you said, can be overlooked from a job. Sometimes it's, I am sick and tired of missing my, my wife and my kids mm -hmm. stuff. Sure. And I think that, right. um, you know, the stronger that is and the more crystallized that vision is of, of what you want, the, the more you'll be able to march towards it. I think that uh, you, you, if you can crystallize that, that vision of what it is and uh, really define what you want, that you can then, you could essentially everything you do throughout the day, you can take it and put, look at it through the lens of, is this gonna take me towards this goal or, or is it a distraction? And then make your decision on if you're gonna do it. Right, so I've, I've noticed when we get to interview different people, that's why I love having this platform. And it seems like so many of you are all starting from the same thing. You have this mental, destination of where you want to go to and there's something going on in your life that's the catalyst to, to provoke that going forward right to really inspire you to get going forward and having that definite of purpose right i don't i'm sick and tired of what's going on and i need change and i'm willing to drive hours and go jogging with people in the dark to to get that change right so you <laughs> took you did the next thing is you had that burning desire and then you took action yeah. And so that's what we're going to dive into right now a little bit, because it seems like to me from folks that when we, we talk to our new real estate investor, there's usually a lot to get involved with. There's a lot to unpack. They sometimes feel overwhelmed. And sure. when you feel overwhelmed and you feel confused, you don't take action because you don't even know where to start. Right. Right. So what are some of the advice that you would be able to share with somebody that helped you in the beginning to now you're inspired. You drove to see, see train, you jog in the dark. Now they tell you, let's go do some things. What were some of the things that helped you start taking that action? Uh, well, I think, I think action is, is the most important uh, step. So if you're going to, you're going to, you're going to make mistakes that if you're trying to figure everything out before you get, before you get started, you're going to spend the rest of your life figuring everything out and you're never going to get started. So I think the best thing to do is probably to get started on, on the mission and then start resolving issues that arise as they arise. I, I just believe that's the route to go. Um, and I also think that a super important thing to do is locate somebody that is doing what you want to do. You know, for me, it was Pace. He was already doing what I wanted to do. And there was, uh, and that, that was the only person I could find who was doing it at the time. Now there's other people who, who do it, you know, the creative finance thing. But uh, locate them and then uh, see if there's some, some sort of uh, mentor program or something that, you know, some sort of opportunity to learn from them and then do what they're do, actually do what they're doing. Uh, that's how like my first deal came about was I, uh, I didn't know what escrow meant. I didn't know when I, I went into escrow 
not understanding like you know is it something you can hold what is escrow like it was there was all these words i didn't understand and like i i essentially just i found a seller that um that uh was willing to sell their house but they wanted a little too much for the house so the house was probably worth maybe 110 but they wanted 120 and so I talked to the seller about a deal uh, using uh, seller finance. They own the house outright and they agreed, but they didn't like the, the price. So I, well, they asked what, you know, okay, well, they agreed, but they didn't like the amount they were going to be getting monthly. So what they needed was $20,000 to move. And then they were willing to carry the $100,000 and they asked how much they'd be getting a month. And so I just calculated up what a hundred thousand, I divided a hundred thousand by, uh, I think it was, what is it? 360. I just gave them that, you know, whatever that was, is like 200 bucks a month in, in some change. And they're all, that's not enough for me. And then I, so I just reduced the length of the uh, term to 20 years and gave them, well, how would $416 be over 20 years? And they're like, okay, that'll be enough. That'll work. And so, um, you know, like, and that's all stuff I learned by, you know, just from listening to Pace. I had no idea there was another way to do it. And he's all, just do that to keep your, your interest at zero. And so essentially I got a zero interest loan uh, for a hundred thousand dollars, 20, 20 grand down. And uh, I, you know, just from listening to somebody and that's my first deal out in, in, you know, so like uh, it's, um, I say just do it, you know, if you don't understand what you're doing, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Just listen to what they're telling you and, and do exactly that. And then you can, you know, refine it and make it your own later once you start to taste that success. That's a cool story. And all it takes is just that one inspiration, that one person that you've just seen to do it in front of you. And the thing is, which is great about buying real estate this way, it's been going on for centuries. You know, if I wanted to buy the neighbor's farm, I'd trade him some chickens back in the day or cows or whatever it was. So it just, and not just real estate, right? everything, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, before it was everything. <laughs> so it, yeah, it, it was like, um, it was a real hard thing to wrap my head around at first. So I just did exactly what, like I, what I, you know, what I thought this, this guy would do <laughs> and it worked out. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like what you said, you brought up a great point earlier is you'd ask yourself, like, why would anybody do this? But that's because you are putting your head or, you know, your thoughts in other people's heads and you don't know their situation. Right. right? And, and what could affect them. Um, really interesting. This was in 2016. My in-laws are actually here on the zoom right now. Uh, Mark oh, yeah? and Sherry Williams and uh, give them a wave awesome. guys. Uh, hey, this was, this was like probably May, 2016. And I was following around the grand for years and things like that. And Mark, who's here with us right now, said, hey, you know, I've been watching some around the grand videos about the pretty house business. And we started sending each other these YouTube videos. And that's what really sparked the creative finance thing for us. Because we were buying houses, you know, the old fashioned way. And we were, it was just really slow. And so we were yeah. looking for that solution. And Mark and I just started chatting about it a few different times and then, Fast forward it, it is so just it's just getting around the right people who are doing what you want to see done and then letting them kind of lay down the the blueprint of how it's done and then taking that action right so absolutely guys it's it just it's a thing how you stumble upon it 
it happens sometimes in the most strangest ways of coming across something on the internet, jogging in the morning with people who, whatever it is, but it's keeping your eyes peeled for opportunities, finding out what it is that you want, defining that, and then follow people who are doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to interject real quick because I feel like our stories are similar in that now there's a lot of noise and some of it is wonderful. And a lot of it is just a lot of noise on the internet. And there's so many people to follow. And I think what it seems like where we both had a similar situation where we just kind of like followed one person, right? In your case, (laughs) well, it was Steve and then Pace, but for us, it was Ron. And I can't imagine if I'm just getting into this where I'm trying to learn this way and that way. and, And it's like, it's so much guys. So you know, there's so many people doing this the right way, but tune most people out almost and like just find the ones that like really you gravitate towards and really work with that person. And like Steve said, you know, don't veer from what they're saying. Um, same thing from our mentor, Ron, he is the same way. Like, just do what I say, don't reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah. You need, you know, to just focus on that. So I think that's a really big takeaway because there's a lot of great people and it's awesome to listen to the YouTube and all of that, but to take that action consistently, let's go back to that a little bit too, because, you know, you said, um, you know, there's so much to, to learn what by doing and in the chat, you know, yes, yeah, somebody was asking JV is joint venture. And you don't have to know every word to get started. I certainly didn't. And I know Joe listened, I don't know how many hours upon hours of um, recordings. And I'm sure you did too, Steve, like you learned as you went. So mm-hmm. what are, you know, take us back to another deal that you can maybe walk us through that you feel like, yeah, I learned this lesson. Okay. I think that, um, yeah, the, I, I've done a, a couple of creative deals. Most of the deals I've done are uh, cash wholesale deals. And that's kind of how I keep myself afloat. But I've done a a couple of creative deals. And one of those deals, um, I've done a couple on mobile home parks. And one of those was a a deal where, uh, you know, this one will speak to don't put, you know, your head in the sellers. uh, One of them was a a guy who wanted to sell a mobile home park for 600,000. And he agreed to, to to do a terms deal on it and when i asked him okay what are the terms that you need to make this a deal he gave me terms and i ran those numbers and i realized that the the like the cash on cash return was like astronomical it it would be like it uh the payment to seller was going to be like uh thirty five hundred dollars a month and you know, after everything said and done, taxes and insurance and everything, all together, you would be paying five grand, including the payment to seller. And the, the place as as it was, was already bringing in $10,000 a month. So, mm. you know, immediately I say, yeah, we'll take that deal, you know, like on, on the terms you've given. And um, I think that... Uh, I forgot where I was heading with this. Sorry about that. But I think that, uh, you know, I think it's it's important. It's an important point, you know, that that we talked a little bit about was, you know, like, if anything, I think that if you're going to be on the front end of this, you're going to want to study cells because I knew absolutely zero about cells. I understood zero about how, you know, like the business mindset as well. I, I suggest you read a book like, um, what's the one everybody read? Uh, the rich dad, poor dad book would probably be a good one to read because it'll give you some sort of idea of the difference between and where you're, where you're spending your money and where you should be spending your money 
to, to actually acquire money that you can spend on things that you want. I think that there's, you know, there's just been a whole lot of things that I've learned. Um, what was your question again? I want to, I want to make sure I answer it, but I think that, um, just one of your big takeaways, you know, you were sharing just that, you know, you're going through the motions, you don't know everything, but like you're learning definitely as you go. So I just think that's super important. Um, we did have a yeah. quick question here. You mentioned on that deal earlier, what was the exit of the 20K down $100,000 interest-free deal? Do you, did you keep that one for your portfolio? I do. I, do, I have it. Um, I borrowed $30,000 from a private money lender that Pace helped me find. And I uh, put put it uh, twenty down, uh, and I put about six thousand dollars into getting the place rent ready, and then I pocketed four grand on the front end, and um, and then uh, started renting it out. So my payment to to the seller was about four hundred sixteen bucks a month. Uh, my private money payment was is about two hundred fifty dollars a month, and. Um, yeah, I, I, so I rents out the place rents out at uh twelve hundred to fourteen hundred dollars. I could I'm sure I could raise that rent to fourteen hundred. So it's it's a nice two two bedroom two bathroom with a four car garage, real big garage, not, uh nice neighborhood. So I I mean I just got a really good deal, and um, you know pocketed so four you, grand on the front end with it. I was just gonna say that you got paid four thousand dollars to buy this house. property with to with no money down. Yeah. And cash flow also with a 0% mortgage. Yes. So I was like a first deal. Yeah. It's amazing deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pace drove down from Phoenix and uh, made a, made a video about it. You can, it's on his YouTube channel. It's a couple of years ago. It's one of the first, uh, one of the early on videos he was, he had done. <laughs> That's so that cool. cool. Yeah. And then uh, as far as is in uh, this mobile home park went to the, so it was 600K. Uh, the seller wanted 120 down. I talked him down to 100. 100 down, 500 carried over uh, 20 years at 6%. So payment to seller, approximately 3,500 after insurance and all that. We're now raising that up. We got a, a really good uh, guy that's managing the place, uh, raising, raising up. It should be around making around uh, 12K. Uh, I didn't have a hundred grand and I didn't have access to people that could bring a hundred grand to the table. So I partnered up with Pace on that as well. I, I uh, took 30 grand and kept uh, some equity on that as well. So I got paid and kept a portion of that deals. So I, I try and make that the point on, on deals like that is to get something on the front end, something in equity as well. And then, you know, you also get paid in uh cash flow and depreciation so it's the it's the four ways to try and get paid on a creative deal absolutely there's more than one way to get paid on these deals yeah and if you can get all all four of those then i think that's awesome <laughs> all right well and that's the key too this is why what you did was very smart you had a deal it was a great deal and if you don't yeah. have the capital you partner with somebody who did to help you out so you could still get that deal down the road and everybody make out yeah, I and I think that um yeah, you know, and and it's always good to have you know partner up with people who have more experience and more money than you. I think mm -hmm. that it puts you in a good position to, you know, 
it, I, I, everywhere I go, I can talk to people, you know, about the fact that I'm partners with Pace Morby on a couple properties. And, um, you know, when he, if, if he introduces me to somebody, he always introduces me as somebody he's partnered up with. So I think that, you know, helps out if you're looking for private money and things like that, it's, I don't, I say, don't be afraid to give up a portion of something that's good. You know, don't, uh, you, you can let, let something go and then gain in the long run as well. A lot of people ask me why I would ever sell a deal that was so, so good, you know, where, you know, it was, I, I don't remember what the, the cash on cash was, but it was astronomical. It was, a, it was above 40%. It might even have been above 50%. I don't remember, but I mean, it was, it was a crazy good deal. And why would you ever give up, you know, a portion of that or any of it at all? Well, uh, you know, for me at the time, I didn't know necessarily how to find a hundred grand. Maybe I could have figured it out. I don't know. Maybe, but um, I think that the relationship that I built with somebody that's as powerful and um, driven as Paces has been totally worth it for me. Well, yeah, yeah we're, we're huge. Learned. Yeah, not only the lesson, but just being able to like abundance mindset, right? Like you can't take down every deal yourself and sometimes you can't right. do it all alone. So use the community, you know, work with people that know what they're doing that maybe have that networking ability. So I think that that's an excellent story for all of us is I see a lot of people who are so stubborn, they just try, I'm going to figure it out all alone. <laughs> um, and so they often just sail off on their sailboat and you don't hear from them again. But if you are willing sure. to think, hey, like, help me out, throw me a lifeboat. I want, I'm here to learn. I've got this deal. Let's partner up on it. And that's exactly what JVing is. You can partner with people that know what they're doing, have the experience, maybe have the capital and you learn along the way, right? And make money. Yeah. And I, and I could think that, you know, I've made the mistake of not wholesaling a deal thinking that I had the, I, I could take it down. You know, I was in a group of people that found a, a hundred unit, um, apartment complex deal that we thought was good and it might've been good, but uh, we ended up putting down a, a minimal EMD that was non-refundable and uh, going into it and then kind of discovered along the way that it wasn't going to work out for us with our skill level. And, you know, later on talking to Pace, you know, he, we should have wholesaled it to him probably. And he might've, he might've been able to do something with it, you know, like just that skill level. I, th I think that, uh, and he had asked me early on, well, do you want to wholesale it? And I, I told him, no, you know, I just needed advice. And maybe at that time, you know, it was a time where I should have, I didn't have the skill set, and I, it would have been a good time to, to take a wholesale fee and get to a front row seat on a big deal getting done. But, uh, you know, that was a, um, that was a miss and it didn't, uh, you know, it cost me, you know, about three or four grand, but not, not the end of the world, I guess, but it still, it still stings to think you could have made money and then had a front row seat to, to somebody else's victory lap. You know what you learn, yeah. you yep. learn, right. And every experience, good or bad, you take a little lesson with you along the way. And that's what builds your education. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you count your wins, but you also have to count your can't say it was a loss because you still learn no. things along the way, right? You came up for with sure. some lessons there. Um, so if those lessons cost you three thousand dollars, that's what it cost. <laughs> yeah, no, and absolutely. It, and it and it was a you know there's a lot of lessons on that 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 particular one was that it took um you know 
a lot of time and a lot of learning about things that were, uh, you know, I was in over my head. And so I was spending a lot of time learning about things that I needed to know to try and get through a deal of that size. And, um, you know, while in the middle of it, which is not necessarily the best way to go, I don't think. But, um, you know, I lost focus on what my goals were, were and that what we were talking about earlier, that uh, that crystallize, crystallization of your vision of where you want to go. And I, you know, ended up veering way off course for a good amount of time. And, you know, so now I'm like in the process of trying to write that, write the, uh, the course there and get back to what I really should be focused on at the point where I'm at right now. Right. And thanks for bringing that in. Cause I want to bring that up is so where you're at right now. Uh-huh. Oh, so. where am I? At? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, um, I mostly do wholesale deals, cash for cash, you know, cash deals is this the run of the mill deal where you find a seller willing to sell, sell at a discount. You put the, the property under contract and you find somebody willing to pay, you know, hopefully 10 plus thousand dollars more than that so that they can do some sort of flip on it or, you know, whatever it is they want to do, they can, you know, renovate and, um, you know, Burr strategy, uh, that refinance it or whatever it is they want to do. So I uh, do a lot of that and that is mostly what I'm up to. And I mostly do it here in Yuma. So I've been, um, you know, somewhat reluctant to spread my wings and try other places. I've done a couple deals in Texas, uh, two deals in Texas, and that's about it. Uh, other than that, every other deal has been here in Yuma. So, um, that's limited me some, and I think that, uh, you know, that's where I'm looking to, to what, what I'm looking to do next is find a, another place to do more deals. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what's kind of helped us is by doing it virtually too. Yeah. So um, I, I, that's what I'm exploring, you know, like, how do you pick your, your spot and you know, what do you, what do you, you know, what are your goals and what do you want to do? I think is, the main thing. Yeah. And just putting it out there too, you know, are you, are you posting on social media? Cause obviously we're huge fans of it and just like letting people know, like you're the, the go-to guy in the area and just, you know, spreading that word of, if you've got something I'm here, we can partner or I, I can help buy your house. Um, that could always be sure. helpful, but yeah, we, it took us a little while, but once we spread our wings, you know, it was hard to look back. <laughs> we were like, yeah. let's go. Um, I want to dive into, you know, obviously we homeschool our two kids and we're huge on family time. So how can you kind of share the difference between now that you're able to work from home for yourself, you know, what that's changed to your family life, the dynamic there, and just kind of like let us in a little bit on the day-to-day, -day, what things you get to do now that you couldn't before. Well, yeah. Um, before, I, like I said, I worked in agriculture. So during the season, we have a very long season here. Our season's in the winter because our our winters are so mild here. So we, we have an extremely long season. So we grow a lot of lettuce, like all the lettuce everybody eats in, in the winter is from really? the, <laughs> lettuce capital of the world. Yeah. Okay. So uh, wow. we do a lot, we'd work long days. We'd work um, anywhere, uh, you know, six days a week, we'd work 12 to 16 hours. And then on uh, Sundays, you know, you know, sometimes eight to 10 hours. So it's a, it's a, it was a lot of work and a lot of time away from the family. And then once I 
use the uh, the real estate knowledge that I gained to to pull away from that and walk away. Um, there, there's just so much time uh, time spent with my family and time. You know, we work at night here too. All all the work we did was at night because we were spraying fields, so we had to make sure there weren't the the workers in the fields. Um, you know, out there. So we, we would have to work at night. So now it's, uh, you know, a lot of time spent during the day with my family, which is nice. If my wife needs something, I'm here. It's, uh, been a, a big, a big boon to my, to my family is that extra time. And I make a lot more money than I did ever working on the ground over there. So financially it's been better. I just think that, um, and I think that, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, people don't really realize that uh, how much more uh, that that might be the most valuable thing is like how much time you can spend with uh, the people you want to spend that time. You know, it's um, you can make a lot of money, but it's uh, what, what it's it's about the time freedom. And I think that as far as like creative finance goes, if you understand it and you can use it to acquire properties and put it put yourself in a position to be collecting cash flow um you could walk you know potentially have absolute freedom of time if if you can reach that goal figure out what that goal is and aim for it and you can use creative finance to achieve it that is awesome so wait a minute you're making more money the kids get to see dad right your 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 wife gets to see you more and you're not working right. these crazy overnight hours and all these late nights and, and things like that. And if you think starting to go all the way back to the very beginning is you were sick and tired of what was going on, you took some action. You reached out to right. somebody who's doing what you wanted to do. And now look at here it is, fast forward from taking this action. And like you've <clears throat> like you said, you've had some good hits along the way. You've had some misses along the way. Yeah. But absolutely. you continue to take action. You continue to move on. And it's not like, you know, the, you're buying multi big buildings and you're like, you're just be able to just ride smoothly and, yes. and continue to live your life. And like you said, make more money than ever. So that's awesome because of real estate and, and learning from people. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it's, yeah, I, I just think that it's, it's, been, it's definitely been an amazing uh, thing for me. I, uh, is, it a, is it a get rich, get quick get rich overnight scheme uh you know i got really lucky and uh you know for me within the first month of you know trying to figure out what was going on i had locked up my first deal but that's what it was it was luck because then there was a dry spell after that and no it's not you know long long answer short uh you're probably not going to get rich quick uh but it's uh I think you could, if you're steady and with it, you can, you can get rich in a much quicker way than you could ever working for somebody else. I don't, I just really don't see, um, unless you're some sort of high powered lawyer or, you know, a doctor or something, I don't really know how you, you know, could, uh, you know, work a, a regular blue collar job and, and make a, a, a high quality, um, exit from working you know uh a uh, retirement how, how how great can your retirement be probably not massive 
I think that this is a, a great route for people to go down. I think it, it takes a, it's a, it's a steep, been a steep uh, learning curve for me. I didn't know a thing. Like I mentioned earlier, I didn't know what escrow meant. I didn't know what, uh, you know, I didn't know what anything was. I didn't, I didn't understand a subject to, it was almost impossible for me to, to comprehend that you could separate a uh, mortgage from a, from a house. I didn't understand that at all. I didn't understand that you could take that deal if you didn't have any money and you, or you didn't even want, want the house. You could, you could just structure a deal and take that and sell it. It's like all these learning, all these things is, um, you know, not, not a, you can't learn it overnight, but uh, I think once you do learn those things, you have like a skill set that you could put into action. Even if you lost everything, say there was some sort of catastrophe, you, these are skill sets that you could use to regain it in a pretty quick way i'm pretty sure like i feel like you know somebody with like your your experience could uh probably like if we took everything from you how long do you think it would take for you to go out from scratch by yourself just go find a deal i think it would be pretty quick i bet you could get it done in a couple of weeks you know I, maybe maybe faster maybe maybe days you know Without a doubt, you could same thing from you. If you learned this business, we could pick you up and I could put you anywhere in a, in a place across the map and say, okay, you're going to start doing business in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And next thing you know, Steve will start making deals in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Just because yeah. you learned the process. And now you just started this in 2020. So for anybody who's listening to this later on, this is June right now during the recording here. is It's June, 2023. So this is three years later. And you've gone from, hey, I don't really know much about it to where now, like, I'm, I left my job, I'm doing this full time, I'm making more money than I ever have before. And this is what I do, right? So it's not like it took you a decade or, or years and years and years or wait till your retirement age to learn this. You've learned it fairly quickly. I mean, you can't graduate college hardly in three years. So, I mean, right. And, uh, that's, and I think that's that, like, yeah, I think that that's an important point is, and I made money along the way and I've, I've, mm -hmm. I've gained assets along the way as well. So you think about somebody who goes to college, well, now they're out fresh, it, they get a job and maybe it's a great job. Maybe it's a job where you make, you know, you make a lot of money, but, um, I, you're still paying back your student loans. You know, you're, it's a job. I don't have a job, you know, if I don't, if I wake up and I don't want to go to work, I don't, then I just don't go, you know, I do, I do whatever I want, you know, it's on me. I think there's something to be said for that. I think that that's a, um, you know, you can, I guess I, it, I, it's not like you can just lay in bed and not do anything because other, you know, otherwise you can't, uh, you know, afford the life you've got unless you've already reached that goal you know, whatever it is, say it's, you need 20, you need 20,000 a month to, to live the lifestyle you want to live. We'll set that goal and use creative finance to reach that goal with passive income. You know, the, the, the cash flow. Uh, if you haven't re reached that goal, I guess you can't sit around too much, but I mean, it, but I work when I want to work, you know, if I want to um, you know, if I want to stay in bed till 9, 9 a.m. and then get up and start working till nine o'clock at night, then I can. Or if I want to get up at 5 a.m. and work till, you know, five o'clock at night, I can. I guess it just is, it's, it's up to me. You can kind of design things the way you want them designed. And I don't think that, you know, there's not many college degrees that are going to give you a job that give you that. I don't, I don't think. 
no, there's no way you can just go walk into life by design. And that was one of the biggest perks I always saw was what, however you want to spend your day is how you get to spend your day. If you want to grow a team and you want to have employees, go ahead. If you want it to be yourself and just do it at your own pace, you can do that too, right? Like there's no one way fits all. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you like 100%. I mean, that, I think that, um, yeah, you know, so we kind of talked before we come on here a little earlier about, you know, like I'm not quite exactly where I want to be. I haven't reached my goals yet. And maybe, you know, I know some people have by the time they've been in it for three years and, you know, maybe they went at it harder than I did and they did things differently than I did. Okay. I know like, well, you know, I personally know it didn't take pace very long to achieve his goals. You know, he's only been at doing, what we're doing for, you know, four or five years, you know, it's not, it's not much longer than I've been doing it, but he's achieved like this massive amount of success and it's way different than, than what, what happened for me and how much I've achieved. But, um, I also have, you know, spent a lot of time, like we talked earlier, a lot of time with my family and, uh, done a lot of things that, um, I think, you know, our riches that uh, can't really be described monetarily. So I've, I've gained things, other things. And, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out that balance. You know, I, I still want to achieve those goals, in, you know, for my family, you know, like the cash flow goal that I have set so that I can, you know, feel like they're at that point, I have the, you know, absolute freedom. Well, if you think about it, success is subjective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's success level of success is different. Agreed. And if your level of success was, hey, they overlooked me from the job that I wanted. And now I'm a little upset, a little sad, a little angry. Where there's a lot of mixed emotions and they're not paying you what you feel like you're worth. And you're able to leave that and go do mm-hmm. something that where now you're working for yourself. That's a success. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have, you're the boss. Right. And you don't have a boss telling you are in control of your life anymore. That's a huge success. Right. And now if you're working to become more successful by achieving further goals on the road, you're on your journey. So, you know, for me, success was getting to walk away from my job and spending more time with my wife and kids than ever and traveling. And here I'm getting to do that. Am I at the financial goals that I want? Not yet, but I'm on my way. And every day I get a little closer, just one step at a time, but I'm, able to say, Hey, I want to work from home today, or I'm going to go into the office, or I'm going to go look at a property. I get to do what I want, where I was stuck yeah. in an office, what I called a million times over the glass fishbowl, where I was in a glass office. I was making money, but I watched everybody around me go do all the things where I was stuck in this office. Right. So my success was getting out of the fishbowl. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, and I think that's an important thing too, is uh, that you you said at least I think it's important for me is that, um, you know, you, you got to define your own success and that's part of that crystallized vision. So you, and you know, I think that it's super important. It's, um, that, you know, what it is for you, uh, because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, necessarily be a billionaire or I don't have like that, that desire. I know some people do and they're like, yeah, I want to be a billionaire and I want to, you know, I want to, private jets everywhere. And I want this, I want that. 
And, you know, that's not necessarily what it is for me. And I think that that's, you know, it's, it's what do you want? And, you know, once you know that, I think then you can achieve it. If, if you're not sure or you're, you base it on somebody else's, you know, desires, then you're probably not going to get to your goal because it's not your goal, you know? Well, and that's the kind uh, of the point, right? I feel like some people, if you can make another three, five thousand dollars a month in passive income that's that's life-changing for a lot of folks right if you can make ten thousand dollars a month in passive income that's life-changing and that's a huge success so is it zillions of dollars doesn't have to be no and and i mean it's not even that hard necessarily to get to that i mean Mm -hmm. you think about it you could you could do uh you could work your job if you have a job you could part-time do this you know, take your time learning it. And then once you feel like, you know, you've, you know, uh, done a couple deals and you, you understand what you're doing and you've got a mentor like you to, to, you know, help you out, you know, anywhere you get stuck, you could probably start making moves to like, uh, finding out how to get two or three grand extra in your pocket a month pretty quick. And I mean, that, here's something to think about too, is like, uh, I used to like the the whole time I was trying to become a pilot. I thought, you know, these guys made a lot of money and I don't want to downsize like this. Cause I still think it's a lot of money, but they made like between 150 and 190,000 bucks a year, depending on the year. And to me, I was like, well, that's just a massive amount of money. These guys make so much money flying, you know, these pilots, they make so much money. Now I, I talk to people who make that in a month, you know, some of the people I know make that in a month, like that's, and I know people who make a lot more than that in a month. And that's crazy. You know, like that amount of money in like my mindset has changed so drastically from how it was just a couple of years ago when I worked, you know, basically a blue collar job, a minimum wage, essentially a minimum wage job, you know, just looking up to these guys making you know, a couple hundred grand. I think that, um, you know, the whole point of that is, is um, back to the original, original thing we were talking about is it's, it's just mindset. You can, uh, if you can wrap your head around what we're talking about and uh, learn about the creative finance, you could use it to propel yourself forward to whatever you want. You could acquire what you need to afford you what you want whatever those goals are. I know, I know, I personally know somebody I, I go, I've been to parties at his house that's propelled it to over a hundred million dollars and you can do it. You can, you can start from almost nothing and just armed with knowledge and you can make that happen. I, it, it it's possible to, to make anything happen. So I think that that's super important. And maybe your, your whole outlook will change along the way. Maybe your, your vision will change and what you want will change along the way based on what it is at the time. Cause you know, maybe $3,000 sounds like a lot right now. And you're, you're like, that's all I would ever need. If I could just get that $3,000, maybe you'll get that $3,000 and you'll decide, you know what? $10,000 would be super awesome. <laughs> Driving yeah. a G wagon would be great instead of a G. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right on the head that, there. Yeah, I think that it's it's the mindset. The, the mindset's the most important thing, and um, I and one of the most uh, eye-opening experiences for me of all time was uh, 
when I uh, was listening to another person talk about people that they um, that they uh, were uh, using to learn about creative finance and your names were brought up. And that's how I discovered who you guys were. And I uh, just started, you know, researching what you guys were about by looking on your uh, on your social media. And I found like a, it was like a, it was a longer post on uh, Instagram. It was like maybe one of those uh, videos where it's like 20 or 30 minutes long, where you talked about the, um, the book, um, you know, it's the book that I think that is the most important book. <laughs> I know and the book. Uh, we, I'm looking for it. It's not, I think both my copies. Yeah, I, I, I usually have it in my drawer right here, but I moved all my books to my closet back there. But I think that it's, you know, Napoleon Hill's book. And I, I just, um, I honestly, I thought that those books were cheesy at the time. And I just, well, I wasn't going to be, you know, even after I, this was after I'd already had tasted some, uh, uh, some success and I still hadn't uh, come to grips or changed really how I thought at all. And I just think that that was like one of the most uh, eye-opening experiences was reading that book, not for the first time, but for the second time, like you described <laughs> in that yep. video. Think and Grow Rich is the book that we're talking about. Napoleon right. Hill. Sorry. Yeah, no, the book is Think and Grow Rich by uh, Napoleon Hill. And I think that um, that's definitely sent me on a mission of changing the way I think. And I think that that's the most important thing is to you know, armed with knowledge and the, uh, the mindset to execute on that knowledge, you're, you could drop down to nothing. I, I could guarantee you, I could, you know, I, I could, Joe, I could take your money right now and you could, you could be back probably where you're at way quicker than you got here this time, you know, maybe in a year or two, you know, maybe, maybe less. For sure. Cause if you took it all, I'd be even more ambitious to get it all back. And <laughs> right, with the desire. With with knowing yeah, the blueprint and, and, and doing it repeatedly, um, you're right. Once you get the recipe, and this is why when we were working with newer clients, we, we walk them through the process of how to do one deal and yeah. not overly complicate it. And then after you've done that one time, you realize that I could do that more times, right? So um, sure. and it's, it's just that. And then repeating that process over and over again, you learn a lot along the way. So. What a great story. I mean, it's just so interesting how fast everything can change with real estate. And it could be the difference of one deal. There's some people, many people I know who made six figures on just one deal. And if you can make six yeah. figures or more or seven figures on one deal, what does that do for some of our lives? Yeah, right? that, well, that, I can imagine, yeah. That, that's life-changing money. So you would be surprised how many people that where we drive down the street every day who need help. Mm -hmm. So- we're going to follow one last question because I know you've got something okay. going on for the future of creative finance. Have you seen this starting to pick up lately or is it not as popular? What do you think is the future of creative finance? Well, I think that now that we were, we were kind of talked about a little bit earlier uh, where um, it's more prevalent on YouTube and people are becoming more familiar with it. I think that agents are becoming more familiar with it. And um, I think that's only gonna increase as everything gets harder to buy traditionally. And, you know, things like doing, uh, buying things subject to, and then turning around and selling them on a wrap or however you, you know, however you do it, if you buy them on a wrap and then sell them on a wrap, 
all that stuff's going to become um, stuff that agents are going to have to know about if they want to sell houses. Because at if you can buy a house that was bought at two and a half, three percent, and then turn around and sell it for six percent, you're beating the banks right now. But as we know that you don't, you could sell it for more than that. You know, you could sell it for more than the banks are are doing. So I think that uh, I don't know why agents aren't more interested in learning about these processes because I feel like as, if you're an agent, you could kill it. So. I think the future is with uh, agents learning about this. <laughs> and, uh, oh, like and you know, I think if you really want to to make a um, uh, a splash using creative finance, I think a, a quality thing to do would be to make relationships with agents that are open to, to learning about this process, teaching them about it, and then uh, doing deals with them, having them, you know, making it lucrative for them to bring you deals that are maybe low equity. Yep. We're closing on a handful right now, just the same situation. So yeah, it's your connection, your tribe, right? Who you have in your tribe is who you guys are going to grow together. So making those connections right. with real estate agents who you could help them, they could help you. Bigger picture, you could help the seller who's sometimes in a jam and everybody yeah. make out great. And then the flip side of helping either a renter or a rent to own or a, selling the house or whatever you're going to do with that property later on, you're going to help a buyer or yeah. help you know, provide a house for somebody. So that's awesome. Um, and that's why we love real estate. If real estate's done right, everybody should win. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome that you say it like that because you know the, you could save somebody from foreclosure. Well, I've, I've saved somebody from foreclosure that the day before the auction, I put $7,500 into the pocket of the agent that, that uh, brought it to me. Um, and I made, you know, about the same, I made about $7,000 on that deal. You know, it wasn't, I didn't knock it out of the ballpark with the, when I, when I wholesaled it off, you know, I had to split it with other people and, you know, it, it is, it was what it was, but I walked away with some money. The agent walked away with some money. The seller doesn't have a foreclosure issue. And, um, yeah, that's a win, 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 you know, like that's an awesome thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Steve. We're so appreciative of you taking your time from your family and your working work day here. If people want to find you, uh, can you just share maybe where they could scope you out? Yeah, um, I am on Instagram. I also have a Facebook too, but I'm not as active on Facebook. I know I should be, but it's uh, <laughs> super hard for me. <laughs> I just no uh, have a hard time with uh, social media. That's something I'm working on. But uh, yeah, no, if you ever want to talk to me about something or... Uh, anything like that, I uh, answer Instagram DMs. Uh, and my Instagram handle is Stephen Crawford REI. So um, yeah, just if that's the best place to talk to me. Uh, and, you know, or if you uh, need something immediately, go, go ahead and call me. My phone number is 928-246-3316. I'll put in the chat down here. You better watch out. This is going to be in our YouTube channel. So people be calling oh, yeah. like two years later, like, hey, Steve, I'm, it's 2025. I'm listening to your podcast. <laughs> so be careful. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and there's, a reason, there's a reason why we've been huge fans of yours. We've been following you for a long time. So I'm glad we got to connect again. We've done this in the past, but you know, you're a great inspiration of folks who are you know, obviously in a spot and, and they want to make that lunger. They want to just see what it's like to see somebody else on their journey. So it's really amazing that you came in and shared a, a amazing, awesome story. 
and such an inspiration for so many folks. So guys, if you're not already following Steve, you need to be. He's an awesome human being. He's helping people. And obviously you can learn some stuff along the way. He's a great guy. So um, just got to follow. I can see that already. I'm sure there's going to be many more. I'll look for you, John. Thanks. Well, thank you everybody for being here. Coming in next week, we'll be here live to Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. All recordings will go up onto Create a Finance Playbook onto YouTube. We are so appreciative for you. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And we have a great one next week, guys. So you're not going to want to miss out. So I can't <laughs> wait to share it. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.